Hello and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast, a journey of trust and healing. My name is Sister Andrew Marie and I am happy to be here with you today. As I record this episode, we are getting ready for Pentecost, which is one of my favorite celebrations in the whole church year. And so I've been thinking about the Holy Spirit a lot, and we're in the middle of a novena to the Holy Spirit, everything. And I've been thinking of the Holy Spirit and the word gift. And when I say the words Holy Spirit and then gift, I know what comes to my mind, but what comes to your mind? For me, initially, I think of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit that I learned, I don't know, in school at some point in religion class, and then I learned again in preparation for receiving the Sacrament of Confirmation. And those are beautiful things. The seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. These are all beautiful things and gifts that I hope to deepen in my own life and that I I ask for often. I ask for these gifts and a deepening of them from the Holy Spirit. But lately, especially this last week or two, when I've thought or prayed about the words Holy Spirit and gift, what comes to my mind and in my heart is that the Holy Spirit is a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift to us from Jesus. Just like he was giving the Holy Spirit to the apostles, Jesus said to the apostles, I'm going away, but I will send you an advocate. And we know now that the advocate that Jesus sent was the Holy Spirit. He says the same thing to us that he said to the apostles. He says, I imagine Jesus says to me, I am sending you the Holy Spirit. And we do receive the Holy Spirit at different points specifically in our life, in our baptism, in our confirmation. Just in prayer, we can receive great consolation and joy and gifts that we know are not our own doing, and that's attributed to the workings of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's a gift from Jesus. And when we think about gifts, we might have different thoughts of them. And I'm reminded of a story I heard a priest tell, I think it was in a homily, and he was talking about gifts. And he said one time he was, I guess, I don't know, at a family gathering or at a school or something, and he asked this little kid, "Um, what do you do when you get a gift? And all of the adults in the room (laughs) were trying to prompt this little kid, and they were saying things like, you say thank you, you know, say thank you, and... And the kid, the little kid, looked at all of them and kind of, in an exasperated way, said, when you get a gift, you open it. And, you know, that wasn't the answer people were thinking of. People were thinking, when you get a gift, you say thank you. But it's true. When you get a gift, you open it. But how often do we get a gift and we might physically open it, but maybe we put it on a shelf or because we don't really want it or we don't know what to do with it or we didn't ask for it. 
whatever. You can fill in the blank there, right? (laughs) There's lots of reasons why. So when we think of the Holy Spirit as a gift, we can ask ourselves this question. Have I opened the gift from Jesus that is the Holy Spirit? Or have I kind of put it aside and left it, quote-unquote, unopened? I would encourage all of us, myself included, that in these days around Pentecost or whenever you're listening to this, it's a great time to open the gift. To ask for the grace to open this gift of the Holy Spirit from Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is a gift of healing as well. In the Gospel of Luke, um, this is in chapter 6, It says, Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people. They had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. That last line kind of captivates me or strikes me very much. For power came out from him and healed all of them. There's lots of stuff to to talk about just in that one line of scripture. But I was reading a book and it was talking about this passage. And it said, what is this power coming out of Jesus that healed? It said, the power is the Holy Spirit. This power that came out of Jesus when he walked on earth, we could dismiss and say, well, yes, of course it came out of Jesus because he's God and that he was there and they could be with him and the power came out of him and he healed. But this power that came out of Jesus then still comes out of Jesus now to us. Because we know that God is not confined by time or space. And Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit's God, the the Trinity. They're not confined by a place or a time or anything like that. So this power that came out of Jesus then to the people that were with him, it can even reach further now because he's not in a specific place. He's, He's God. He's everywhere. So the Holy Spirit isn't limited just as Jesus isn't limited because they're one and the same. Also, the scripture verse that I read says he healed all of them. It wasn't just that some were healed. It wasn't just a part of somebody was healed. All of them. All of them were healed. Everyone that came was healed. They crowd came to hear his word and be healed. And these things go together, right? Jesus came to share the good news that the kingdom of God was near. And the healing is a sign of that. Just as Jesus healed all of them in that time, Jesus wants to heal all of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that can be taken, that phrase, Jesus wants to heal all of us, can be taken a couple different ways. It can be taken that 
He wants to heal each individual person, which is true. Because ultimately, he wants all of us to be in heaven with him, glorifying the Father. And that's complete healing, total communion. But he also wants to heal all of us, meaning every part of us. So if there's something internal in us that needs healing, if there's a physical thing that needs healing, something in our mind, in our will, in our heart, all of us, so that we have unity in ourselves, which is a sign of the unity that is to come in heaven. You know, and I think some of us kind of limit the aspects of healing because we'll say, I'm fine. I don't need healing. I don't have anything really wrong with me. You know, so-and-so has has more problems than me, so I'm fine. Or I don't have anything physically wrong with me. You know, a lot of us, we're healthy, maybe, and thank God for that. You know, outwardly, you know, we can walk, we can move, we can do things. Um, we can live independently. We're, we're fine. But Jesus wants to heal all of us, our whole person. And in this book I was reading from Father Cantalamesa, who is the preacher to the papal household, he wrote a book called Sober Intoxication of the Spirit, and it's all about the Holy Spirit. And I'll link, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But in that, Father Cantalamesa talks about how the Holy Spirit can heal our mind, will, and heart these internal things, so to speak, not necessarily physical things, even though he can also heal physical things. But also that they kind of go together. Because Father makes the point, like, what good would it do to have our knee healed, but still have our heart or mind full of quote-unquote sickness? Right? Like, you heal an outward thing, but internally, you're still in in so much pain or woundedness or whatever. We have these things, whatever they are, they're different for each of us, that we carry around that keep us from freedom and communion with Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants to heal these things, to take these burdens from us, to fill us with his power in place of them. Now, (laughs) also, when I say that we have illnesses or sicknesses in our mind or in our will and our hearts, you might think, well, what is that? Like, I'm, I'm still healthy. I'm not sick in those ways. But Father Cantala Mesa gives some really good examples, and I'm just going to highlight them. I'm not going to go into them too much in this episode, but just going to highlight them briefly, and, and it'll just give you some food for thought. And so Father Cantala Mesa says, We all have an illness in our mind. And the examples he gives are we have unbelief, we have idolatry, we have superstition. And some of these might be present in you, some of them might not be, you know, to a lesser or greater degree, whatever it is. But it really struck me. And in speaking of unbelief, he said, unbelief closes our mind to see this world and nothing else. So it makes us focus on this world, and we don't believe in God or anything other than this world. And idolatry, I often think of being something from 
you know, back in the day or something, you know, idolatry. St. Paul talks about it in scriptures, you know, things like that. But but you can make an idol out of anything. You know, people make an idol out of money or out of status or out of a job. And those things can cloud our vision. They can keep us from true freedom. And so it, it can be a quote-unquote sickness of our mind. And diseases of the heart, Father Cantona Mesa makes a really striking point to me and says, it's concerning our will, our capacity to love and be loved. We can have a disease of lack of will, which is a chronic state of spiritual laziness. And obviously, if we're spiritual lazy, spiritually lazy, that would bring uh, a hindrance to our getting to heaven, to our holiness, right? So just these things are something to think about. Like, what are things that are in my life that I put before God that can kind of be a barrier? And it can be anything. It can be a great number of things, and it's different for each person, right? And sometimes you might think, well, that's a little thing, but whatever it is, ask the Holy Spirit to take it and in in place of it to put his power, to put his gifts there, to ask him to heal it, to take it away and heal the wound that's left from that, to fill it with his power and his grace. Another aspect of this, you know, when we talk about Jesus healing everyone, right, we think, oh, well, that happened in biblical times, but it doesn't happen now, right? Like, or maybe some people are healed, but not everybody. And why? You know, people argue that. Why wasn't everyone healed? Why did my grandfather die of cancer? Why did a young a friend I had who was in his 20s and passed away of cancer? You know, we, we look at that and think, well, God should have healed him. God could have healed him, right? Like, God is God. What, what good does that do, you know, for a young man who has a young family to die of cancer? It doesn't make sense to us. So people ask, you know, why do some people not get healed? Is it a lack of faith? Is it a sin that they have? Whatever it is. No, it's not. It's the fact that sometimes people aren't healed, but it, it doesn't, they're not healed in the way that we expect them to be healed, right? That's, that's what it is, really. But Father Mesa explains this well. He says, God has two different ways of helping us and showing us his power. So this is the power of the Holy Spirit, right? The two ways are either he can remove this sickness or he can give us the strength to carry it in a new, free, and joyful way. When the Lord heals physically, it's a visible sign to us that he can and wants to heal everyone spiritually. And this is true. So there's two things. And and I've witnessed this. The the friend that I mentioned that was a, a young man who had cancer and died. You know, it didn't make sense to any of us. I had gone to college with... We were friends in college, right? And so we had many mutual friends. And he had gotten married and he had little boys. And... He was a faith-filled man. He was one of the most faithful people I had known up to that point in my life. He showed Jesus to me in lots of different ways. So his name was Matt. 
So for Matt to get cancer for no apparent reason and and then die of it, it didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to a lot of us. But this example that Father Cantona Mesa gave, give, gives in the book, that God can remove the sickness or give us the strength to carry it in a new, free, and joyful way. And Matt, I'm sure, struggled with things. He had to go through treatment and everything, and that's not easy. But the witness he gave to me of living with joy in the midst of that was something I'll never forget. And and it wasn't even like we were that close at that time. We had known each other in college, and then we had moved away. But even just through friends and even reading about him after his funeral or at his funeral, and how he wanted to live his life. He had a plan of life, of living in love, right? And he wrote that while he was sick. And it was a beautiful testament of faith in the midst of a sickness that was getting worse and worse. And Father Cantalamesa in his book mentions how some people will go to Lourdes, which is a a place that's known for healing. There's there's miraculous water there. It's in France. And people will go there and seek healing. People will come back from Lourdes and they won't have received the healing that they expected. Like maybe they have an, a problem with their leg or something. And their leg is still the same as it was when they left. But they come back and they're the most joy-filled, peaceful, peaceful people that you've ever known, like something has changed in them. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit as well. Something has been healed that's more than just the physical aspect of their leg. Something deeper has been healed. So the Holy Spirit is is the healer. Jesus is the healer, but the power of the Holy Spirit heals. And I invite you, I invite all of us to take time and to see what might be a block to the Holy Spirit's power in my life. Is it unbelief in some way? Is it idolatry of something? Is it a spiritual laziness? And ask Jesus to take those things, and in the space that's left from them, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with his power. Say, come Holy Spirit, fill me with your power. And I want to end by praying part of a a hymn or an ancient sequence called the Veni Sancte Spiritus. It's a sequence that's prayed during Pentecost, at Pentecost. And I just want to pray part of it. But I encourage you, you can look it up. You can just look up sequence for Pentecost, Pentecost sequence, and you'll find the whole text. I'm going to just read part of it. But I want this to be our prayer, and I pray this for each of you and myself as well, and anyone anyone listening, I pray this prayer from the Holy Spirit for you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Heal our wounds, our strength renew. On our dryness, pour your dew. Wash the stains of guilt away. Bend the stubborn heart and will. Melt the frozen, warm the chill. 
Guide the steps that go astray. On the faithful who adore, and confess you evermore, in your sevenfold gifts descend. Give them virtue's sure reward, give them your salvation, Lord. Give them joys that never end. Amen. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I am praying for each of you that we all might be able to uncover things that are keeping us from this power of the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit will fill us with his power and his joy and that through that we'll be able to give that same power in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit to others. And so, may the Holy Spirit flood you with his peace, joy, and love today and always. Know that I am praying for you, and pray for me too. God bless you, and remember that Jesus heals.